Welcome to MindShift, tools to upgrade your daily experience. Hello and welcome to another episode of MindShift. If you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button and follow along for this journey of how to become our best selves. So today I am going to talk about the universe and Yes, I am back after a little hiatus. I have been in the process of graduating school and taking big tests and moving and houses selling and uh, being in limbo as I'm getting ready to move across the U.S. So I've just had a lot going on and I am excited to be back and creating some of these episodes. So... I'm excited for you guys to follow along. Today I'm talking about the universe and how the universe unfolds in front of us and how it unfolds for us. The universe is such an incredible place and it's so fascinating to really think about all the elements and all the stuff that come together as a result of this just beautiful creation that's always happening around us. So... To do this, we really got to talk about the stars and how stars are created and how the elements are created. So if we really go into this and we really start talking about what's going on here, as stars are created, what is simply happening is hydrogen particles pulling together. So with the Big Bang and the universe expanding, well, it took 300,000 years for that universe to cool, or for our universe to cool. And as it cooled, it created um, these particles that started bonding together, the very simplest particles we know, and they're called hydrogen. Now, when particles bond together, what happens is, is they create mass, and anything that has mass has a gravitational pull. Well, they start pulling together, and as they start pulling together, well, then they get more and more and it creates more and more mass. And this is what we know as stars. This is the birth of a star. Well, once the stars run out of hydrogen, then they turn into this red mass explode and um, creates more elements. These elements are known as helium. And that's another type of star, a bigger star. And this goes on and it recycles itself over and over and over again. And as a result of this beautiful process, all the elements that we know of <laughs> are created. And, uh, and the last part of this process is when it turns into an iron core. And when it turns into an iron core, this interesting thing happens where it actually absorbs more heat than it can burn. And so it's the death of that star. But if it's big enough, it'll turn into a supernova. And a supernova is the greatest energy that we know of. In our known universe, a supernova, the final death of a star, is so incredibly powerful that what happens is, is in that iron core, it actually starts separating the electrons and the neutrons and the... Um, the protons and it literally kind of reshapes matter itself and as a result of this fusion process it creates all the other heavier elements and as a result of all these beautiful elements pulling together this mass literally just pulling together 
and being created and unfolding is what life itself is, which is really pretty amazing. It's literally these molecules forming and pulling together, forming and pulling together, forming and pulling together. And as a result of this, we can think of stars as the furnaces of the universe, the stuff that is used for us to forge molecules together, forge steel together. That's what the stars are doing for our universe all the time, which is really, really cool because it brings up this really interesting question, right? It brings up this pretty amazing idea of this world exists because of the molecules pulling together to create life and let us experience it as we are. That's pretty freaking cool, guys. What's really amazing about all of this is the more we're, we're finding out, the more we're seeing that this is the, the, the how, how it works. And it's so fascinating. When we think about the world around us, we think that it's actually there, right? And what's really interesting about all of it is, is it is an image that we create of the world around us. We don't see anything. It's actually created in our mind through these photons in our eyes that are picking up different molecules. To, to kind of dive further into this, we can look at color. Did you know that color does not exist? <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? Color itself does not exist. And what we see in all the objects around us, the rich colors around us, is literally photons that are being reflected off of an object. And those certain spectrum in the light spectrum are not being absorbed by that object, or at least not being absorbed as much by that object. So grass that appears green is actually just reflecting green and absorbing all the other colors. It is not actually green. There is no color to grass. It is the reflection of light itself that creates color. And our photons pick up these molecules and creates that world inside our minds. Everything in this world is simply molecules. Literally saying, oh, I don't like that color. <laughs> saying, I don't like all the molecules that pull together to form in order for me to even experience that color. No color is good or bad. We know this. We just like certain colors and don't like certain colors. But really, reality has nothing to do with us. We just get to experience it, which is so incredibly beautiful. It is pulling together in all the ways that it is to form and let us experience life as it is. You know, I think we forget about this. I think we forget and we think that somehow this reality, this whole picture is somehow about us. And we only create that in our mind. When we really take a step back and understand how beautiful this whole experience is, it means that we get to enjoy the experience for what the experience is, right? So when we have a bad experience, right? A negative experience, we tend to hold on to it and it gets stuck. It's stuck in our consciousness, stuck in our mind. 
it can even ruin our day if it's, you know, maybe early in the morning on the way to work or something and something happens. That experience can actually ruin our day. But what's interesting is, is we only had a bad moment. Let's say you're on to work and there's traffic and you're stuck in traffic for an hour, hour and a half, right? And there's nothing you can do about it. Well, you can get angry, you can get irritated, you can be stressed, all of that stuff. You're not going to make the meeting, whatever, right? Or you can text your boss, your coworkers, whoever you need to text. Let them know what's going on. Then you can call a friend. You can meditate. You could listen to a book, listen to music. You could work on something you need to work on. You could literally turn that moment into an amazing moment. You can literally turn the narrative on what, what just happened. And as a result, you had an amazing day and there was some traffic. <laughs> the experience exists for a reason. And those experiences are meant to let us experience all of life. And there's really no more beautiful thing that we can do than to free ourselves as this connotations of what's good, what's bad, what's, what's this or what that, and realize that I get to experience life because it exists, because I'm here because all the miracles that had to happen. When we think about every single thing that had to happen for us to exist, it should blow your mind because the fact that we even exist is absolutely incredible. If you think about your great, 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 great grandpa and your great, 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 great grandma and the things that had to have happened for those two to come together to be able to have a baby and whatever that looked like, whether it was, you know, tripping on a dinosaur print that was left there millions of years ago and somehow, you know, they were able to laugh and fall in love or whatever that looked like, right? Um, there's an amazing book that explains all of this that goes way more into detail about all of this and how cool it is. It's called Living Untethered by Michael Singer, and I would absolutely recommend it. But it's so beautiful to really think about all the miracles that had to have happened for me to exist. All the beautiful events and my mom and dad finding each other, being attracted to each other, wanting to procreate, their parents wanting and so on and so on and so on, right? It gets overwhelming and all the, like, the, the beautiful miracles that had to have come along at the perfect moments for that to happen whether it was missing a bus, whether it was, you know, not eating breakfast that morning, whatever little event had to nudge him to be in the right place at the right time for me, for you, for every single one of us to exist. And we get to exist and experience consciousness. We get to ex exist and question our beliefs. We get to exist and do so much in this life. And we get to create it all. It all starts with our mindset. It really, really does. And realizing that anytime I get angry, you're saying I'm angry at the molecules for pulling together and me not having a pleasant moment. <laughs> it really gets kind of silly, doesn't it? For me, it absolutely does. So how do we upgrade this experience? How do we truly just 
become next level with wherever we're at, with whatever's going on in life, right? Well, here are three questions to ask yourself if you want to upgrade your experiences. Number one is, who sees what I see? <laughs> now, there's a yogi master that would ask this question. And, and Michael Singer talks about this in the untethered, or not the untethered soul, but uh, living untethered as well. But when you really truly think about this, who sees what I see? We can observe ourselves being the seer. We can observe ourselves seeing whatever experience is in front of us. I mean, we can do it even in meditation, right? We can observe ourselves looking out across an ocean. We can observe ourselves looking out across a lake. We can observe ourselves looking out across a mountain, a mountain range, mountain top, down in a valley, right? We can even imagine ourselves being in that moment, seeing that. But who sees that? We can observe so much. And if you lost your sight, would you still be you? It's an interesting question, right? Of course you would, but you would have one less sense. So obviously you are not your sight. Your sight is a sense that feeds information into your brain. So who sees what I see? Who is observing the seer? Who is observing the image that is being recreated from the molecules bouncing off of objects? <laughs> Number two, who hears what I hear? Same concept, right? Same, same, but different. <laughs> that was a saying from Thailand. It was in uh, my, my recent education at Zion Massage College, and I thought it was just absolutely amazing. It's, it's the same, same, but different. Who hears what I hear? observing this beautiful sense and it brings up that same question right would you still be you if you lost your you're able to hear your ability to hear of course you would i'm not saying it wouldn't suck a little bit but i am saying that you are not your senses so who who are you who's the one that hears this who's the one that sees this who's the one that experiences this it's a really, really cool question to explore because you can start understanding a deeper part of you, a deeper version of you, a version of you that you may not even have known really existed because we haven't asked these thoughts. We haven't asked these questions. Number three, the third question I have for you guys is, am I my thoughts? Are you your thoughts? So... I've been practicing meditating every day for four years now. And I can tell you in four years, my life has completely changed. But when I very first started meditating, my thoughts were <laughs> kind of abundant and so busy, right? My mind was just so incredibly busy. It was overwhelming at times. And as it was overwhelming, it was really hard to meditate. It was really hard to get into that space. But as I meditated more and as I became aware, and that's really what it is, right? When we start meditating and we become aware of how busy our mind is, it's uncomfortable. We're not good at it at first because we've never done it before, but it becomes uncomfortable. And that can can be hard. It can be really hard for us to sit still and, and finally be present and aware with ourselves. 
But the more we become aware of our thoughts, the more we disconnect from our thoughts, and the more we realize I'm not my thoughts. Thank goodness, right? Because we have so many thoughts, not always the best thoughts either. And if we acted on every single one of them, like we'd be crazy. <laughs> like it would be really chaotic and hectic, right? Like it would be a world that most of us would not want to be in. But thankfully, we are not our thoughts and we can observe our thoughts even more. And then we can start asking, where do these thoughts come from? Maybe we can even start changing our thoughts and having better thoughts. It's really, really beautiful practice to ask. Am I my thoughts? Who hears what I hear? And who sees what I see? I believe if we start living by these questions, by really, truly understanding ourselves at that soul level, then you have the power and capability to unlock unlimited possibilities in your life.